0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of different spokes my name's matt smith today we have back lawhead mr matt lawhead this was an awesome conversation uh just touching base with him in michigan as he's about to leave to colorado which will be the last leg of his trip man uh what a crazy cra- life is so crazy and uh this is an awesome conversation and i feel like everybody learned something here it was pretty cool shout out to him for making time and doing it and uh yeah um uh, without further ado here it is i don't think there's much else to say about it that's it it's lawhead Bonghead. fuck that dog fuck that dog you guys hear that dog fuck him <laughs> All right, Lawhead. Yeah. Thanks again for being a part of the the show, the episodes, the podcast, the movement. You're in Michigan right now. Is that Marquette, Michigan? Yeah, we're
1: up in Marquette. So we're kind of in the center uh-huh. of the Upper Peninsula, right on the lake. Okay. So we're probably 10, 15 <laughs> minutes from the water, right at the top. Nice, nice and remote. If it wasn't for Marquette, there's hmm. nothing, like, any, anywhere.
0: And you went straight to Michigan from... <clears throat> from that uh, Utah or from Portland? No, we were in Boise. So the crazy oh, right. thing
1: right off the bat is I can't believe you and I did the last podcast two months ago, like a solid two months. So I was, I finished mm-hmm. up in Portland, mm-hmm. lived in Boise for a month, and then we're actually packing up here. We leave on Friday. So, you know, it's like, this is already over. It's it's wild how fast September went by.
0: Yeah, holy shit.
1: So when we, when we left Boise, we took three days as we drove over Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we went through Yellowstone, uh, through Montana, we were in Wyoming for a little bit, across North Dakota, uh, I guess across Minnesota, the top of Wisconsin, and then into the Upper Peninsula. And then, like, I know you were saying, oh, it's 7 o'clock here, my time. I'm on the same time zone as you guys.
0: <laughs> I forgot. So, yeah, it's the
1: same time here. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, the last month or two has been a fucking total blur. There's so much shit. I've probably ridden like five times since we last talked.
1: Oh wow, jeez.
0: Yeah. But it was um, it
1: was too hot at home anyway. It sounded like it was like too hot and humid. So oh man, the how weather. the sessions have been
0: anyway? Yeah, exactly. The weather's been either shit or something's come up, or I got an errand I gotta take care of. So it's just. Getting in where you can fit in, really. Mm-hmm. So you're up. Do you want me to go uh, through your timeline? Do you want me to go that route? Um, Since yeah, kind of... I mean, I
1: thought that was a pretty good layout, just of touch and base, where I'm at now, kind of like what I did, yeah. what I think of it here, and then what's next. I think that's a good uh,
0: progression of things. Okay. Um, so speaking of Marquette, uh, did you run into any local riders or anything like that?
1: I don't think other other than like young 12 13 14 year old kids riding around town i didn't see a single real bmxer and then i've seen a couple rails with skate stoppers and a couple rails grinded up but really there's nothing waxed here like streets so minimal i i really haven't even done lfs missions like i've just kind of kept my eye out when we're driving around town but Mm -hmm it's just been skate park sessions in the morning and then it's so damn wet here all like we we've had more rain here than i've had since i left pennsylvania wow um and it's not like heavy downpour jumanji tsunami rain or anything it's just like a steady mist or like enough to keep it wet Mm -hmm. for a long period of time
0: who would have thought of all places
1: well, no, I mean it, it makes sense because they get something some crazy like five hundred inches of snow here and oh. they must get that much rain. You know, just have precipitation all the time.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um, and I don't know if it's the house that we're in. Like I don't know if it's just poorly built or just old, but things are so damn damp all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just feel greasy. <laughs> like I'll wake <laughs> up and put a flannel on and it feels kinda wet, like just everything in here is wet we're back in the woods and I, it's, I you know it probably feels so drastic because we were just in Boise and Boise was bone dry you know we didn't have any rain the whole time uh-huh. and it was like
0: dusty deserty,
1: practically not like deserty, but just real dry
0: okay do you want to do you want to continue with your experience with Michigan and then go into the other states
1: yeah yeah I mean okay. for anybody that's wondering Michigan is uh it's it's definitely an outdoor paradise if you're into hunting and well actually hold on let me like pause and rewind a little bit yeah i can't i can't speak for the mitten part of michigan like the bottom part but for the upper peninsula as far as that goes it's an outdoor paradise hunting fishing like four wheelers and atvs or like utvs whatever they're called are street legal here snowmobiles are street legal so you see all that stuff everywhere and that's gotta be awesome. I mean, if you had some kind of jacked up Jeep to drive through the woods, you'd have a blast. Um, so that's cool. You know, like if that's your thing, um, it's certainly not a BMX Mecca. Like I couldn't see trying to ride street here. The skate plaza is awesome. The skate plaza is a blast. I sent you guys videos. You saw everything, but, uh, streets, streets, pretty minimal.
0: Hmm.
1: And, uh, like we went to the next town over munising and it's just like a little fishing town almost like it doesn't have a whole lot to it uh you know again minimal streets. so like you definitely wouldn't have any street prodigies coming out of this area Mm. yeah um
0: what's what is like your your method to your madness when you guys are getting to each of these spots each month is it like all right, I'm going to go looking for spots, or is it just like you guys are looking – you're looking for spots while you're maybe both on your way to the the climbing gym or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is if I get some downtime or, like, I get a break in the day, I'll go take a lunch and I'll cruise around town a little bit and um, just kind of scope things out going to and from the skate park or going to and from the climbing gym. It's just a matter of keeping an eye out. Um, I use – that skate spots app yeah that's kind of cool um i don't think there was anything on it for here (laughs) at all Uh, but uh you know that's kind of like a little bit of a jump off Uh, i think for colorado springs it has a few things that are worth uh checking out really i've just utilized like taking different roads across town or uh you know just if I if I turn on the wrong road, just like see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not nearly as meticulous as I would be at home. Where at home I would just creep through every school or like, you know, look at stuff on Google Earth. Um, yeah. Actually, no. I like I was on Google Maps a little bit trying to get ready for next month because Shiloh's gonna be out, so I want to make sure I've got some stuff ready. Um, it it worked out pretty crazy. So uh, his girlfriend. I don't know if it's cousins or aunts and uncles or what it is, but she has families or family, a family members that live, I think 20, 25, 25 minutes away from where we're going to be. Yeah. So they're, they're coming out for a week. They're going to visit with her family and then stay with us. So that's going to be awesome. I haven't gotten to ride with anybody else in the last four months. You know, you mentioned like, how am I like looking for spots or what am I doing exactly? Yeah. And I noticed with, utah and portland the skate parks i had weren't that great Mm -hmm. i mean i don't even know what i would compare them to but let's just say they were like i don't know twos out of fives you know or maybe a 2.5 out of five yeah so i was a lot more motivated to go out and creep around and look for street and stuff um but then in idaho it was one of the best parks i've ever been to i mean you could ride there and never get bored no matter what kind of riding you do um yeah you would never get uh, the road skate park and it was just amazing and then even here with the plaza um it kind of sucked that it was a half hour away from the house but i would try to like get a morning session in and go ride before work and again too like you could ride there forever and not really get that bored you know i picture playing games of bike there and the possibilities are endless so Mm -hmm. between those two parks being so good it just it worked out well because there really wasn't street here to look for. Like maybe somebody can correct me. You know, maybe there's somebody with some spot encyclopedia of Marquette, but I don't think it exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even Boise had, it had stuff. And I'm sure like the more you creep through or the more you really go down every street, you'd find stuff, Mm -hmm. but it, it kind of felt like I would be forcing things. Like it felt like I'd be trying to make something out of, what isn't quite a spot um
0: yeah really for it them. was
1: like it was real obvious things that just weren't spots that excited me
0: mm-hmm. you mentioned the beer culture here was that part of it with
1: oh yeah so like we like i guess the first week we were here we were just kind of downtown scoping stuff out um i forget what we went to first but we went to one of the breweries and we were just sitting there and somebody came in and they said can we buy tickets for the brew fest and the bartender talked about it and we were like, oh shit, let's do that. And we went and it was, it was probably twice as many breweries as like any other brew fest at home. You know, at home, if there's 50 breweries, this one had probably a hundred. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, so it was just cool. You know, I, I kind of got the vibe that there's way less brew fest here. So when they had this only one, it was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, So we went to that and it was awesome. You know, we had all kinds of good stuff. And then even right in town, there's breweries that we've gone to a couple times and, you know, I'd still go back. So it's just cool to see that in this little town that's kind of remote um, and to have that culture here.
0: Is it is it kind of like are you dropping pins on these locations, these beer spots, just like you drop locations on uh, crowding spots? So
1: what I do is every brewery I ever go to, I take a picture of the glass or like um, the coaster. Mm -hmm. And then I just keep that in my phone. So my girlfriend and I actually have a running list of every brewery that we've been to together based on state. So that's kind of cool. Just something that we we actually, I don't know where we were driving to, but it was one of those days we had like an eight, nine hour drive. And you're just trying to make the time go by faster. You're just trying to keep yourself occupied. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's go through states starting at home and name every brewery that we've been to. Um, and that was kind of what birthed that list on this trip, um, and we've just stuck with it since then.
0: That's awesome, man. Were the percentages of the beers normal? They, they weren't higher or lower than anything because of elevation?
1: No. So, so Michigan, I guess, is a pretty similar elevation to at home. So it was, I mean, it was pretty standard. You know, you have your, like every brewery has their flagship. So you have like one of everything. Then you have a couple IPAs. You normally have like one or two double IPAs. And then if you're lucky, somewhere has a triple. And nowadays everybody's jumping on the sour train. So you probably have two or three sours. And like the really new thing, I don't know if this, maybe this is like old news at home, but we've noticed since we've been on the road is they're doing the seltzer. Like, I don't even know if it's a seltzer beer, but it's a seltzer, like, what do you call it? Like a white claw. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're yeah. doing their own versions of that. So that's, we, we noticed that in a couple breweries up here oh, wow. that uh, they're kind of catching on. So that's been interesting. You know, it's interesting to see the trends because I remember, you know, and somebody older than me can probably even remember trends farther back, but I remember when sours first came on the scene and you would have a brewery that was trying out one sour. Mm-hmm. and uh and then it was like everybody caught on and the market just got oversaturated like i definitely got blown out on sours like now like i'm just not into it like i had been because they used to be a rare thing mm-hmm. you know you were excited when somebody had one and now everybody has their own take on it
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was never really a super fan of them myself i thought i just kind of tasted rancid but but i do i i had a dry hop sour once and i thought it was an ipa that's it was I. I loved it.
1: I thought it was great. That's cool. I was on a sour monkey kick for the longest time, oh, yeah, and then right. I realized that it would wait. Like it, like any any night, I drank sour monkey. I'd wake up in the middle of the night wide awake for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if it was the sugar or like the yeast or what. But it was. I discovered that like clockwork, I would wake up in the middle of the night, and then just be wired. So I don't even really drink them that much anymore.
0: Damn. Oh, those right! You used to drink a shit ton of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm currently drinking a nine percent imperial pumpkin ale. It's okay. I'm I'm feeling it, I guess. I I wouldn't. I mean, I feel like I don't ever buy any beer in six pack form anymore.
1: I I know what you mean. I've gotten so snobby. It's like if it's not in a four pack with a printed label on an aluminum can i'm not into you know what i mean like just that snobby at this point if it's not a limited release or it's not i don't know i i hear you
0: what, what i'm saying is like i can't i can't have any of these flavors more, more than one at a time or two like like oh
1: oh i got you i thought you were saying like you don't buy six packs because they're normally like a more regular beer
0: no, I, I just, yeah, I'm always going for this, the mixers just because I'm always trying to try whatever I haven't tried yet, basically.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool.
0: And then there's stuff, like, there's this one that I, I'm such a big fan of. It's called Tropicannon.
1: Oh, yeah. Who who makes, uh is that it's a, uh? It's a Baltimore... Seaside or Wreck or something?
0: Yeah, it's a Baltimore brewery.
1: I, I've been there. I can picture the logo. Heavy but, Seas,
0: uh... that's what it's called. Seaside? Shipwreck? Heavy Seas.
1: Heavy? Dude, I knew it was something ocean. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: That's the most mango-y IPA or, like, like, oh, man. That shit was bomb. Yep. But, I mean, I love that beer, but I still can't drink two of those in a row. Yeah. Or at least, you know, if you're smart, you won't drink two of those in a row. (laughs) It's just, like... Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, I go from, like, I go from, like, not drunk to a little buzz to kind of feeling groggy, like, not even feeling drunk or anything. I'm just like, ah, I should probably drink some water. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I,
1: I, I wish I would come to that realization at some point. Maybe I should have some water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you mentioned that there's a lake up there as well.
1: Yeah, Lake Superior. So it's it's crazy. It's for anybody that's been to a great lake, it looks like an ocean and it's funny cause it just like messes with your head. Cause you drive, you drive by and you're like looking for like a dolphin to breach or something. Or you're like looking for, I don't know, you get thrown off by the seagulls. Um,
0: Oh, it's so massive. It just seems like a beach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you can't, you just see waves and you see the other, you, you don't see any other land. Yeah. You just see the end of the water. <clears throat> like my girlfriend and I were laughing cause uh, we were walking the dog by the lake. And one of us said, like, oh, don't let her drink it. And it's like, wait, that's not the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, it's fresh water, but it's so big, it just creates this effect in your head of it seems like the ocean.
0: (laughs) Wow. So uh, what are your final thoughts on, on Portland?
1: Really similar to Ogden, Utah, but better. Like, I had a good time here, but I lived it, I saw it i don't think i'd come back i don't think i you know I'm not you know somebody could probably call me a hater but like wouldn't really recommend it to somebody yeah i don't know like i said unless you're really into four-wheelers dirt bikes utvs whatever you want to call it or like you're a real big fisherman i guess but yeah. uh for the average bmxer i would not say come up you know stick to the lower part of the state maybe
0: yeah you or said somewhere ben, else <laughs> bend, bend oregon was pretty cool
1: Oh yeah, Bend, Oregon was sick. Um, it 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 reminded me of like your normal modern progressive ski town. Mm-hmm. Um, we only passed through for one day, but um, I mean, it seemed like a place that had some potential. It wasn't it wasn't quite high desert, but it also wasn't rainforest like the Pacific Northwest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like uh, Portland would be considered. I kind of equate it to somewhere in a color like somewhere similar to a Colorado Mm -hmm. um so that was cool because we went through so much of Oregon that it was practically a desert and I just never knew that Oregon had that like hearing stories on the east coast you think Oregon's like this rainy rainforest and like just like all woods but driving through it there's plenty of high desert and miles and miles with no trees at all
0: did you did you look at any of these areas in satellite view before you went to them I did, but that, that really only conveys so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you really have to zoom in like on the map, you basically see. Green, brown, tan, red, like, I don't know. And then it, it depends on the season. Um, because we were in. I guess we were in Utah in June and there's a ton of stuff that was super green. But when we looked on the map, it was red. Like when we looked on Google Maps it was red so it really just depends on when stuff is growing and blooming
0: Hmm.
1: we're like if we would have been there in august everything might have been dead wow so it's it's hard to go by what google maps has for the imaging
0: yeah okay so portland was the last time we had talked was port was when you were in portland yeah yeah portland
1: portland was a good time it lived up to the hype of what you hear like the beaches the ocean that was amazing um definitely heavy on street bmx like tons of potential so many spots um and i can only imagine when you start to creep around the outskirts the thing that killed it for us was the infrastructure Mm. um driving anywhere like the roads the bridges whatever um we, we started talking to some locals, and they were basically like, yeah, don't plan on driving anywhere after, like, 2 o'clock. Um, we would try to go to the rock gym that was supposed to be, I think, like, 5 to 10 minutes away, and it would take 20-plus minutes to get there.
0: Are you serious?
1: Um, you know, we had to go over a bridge, then we sat in traffic, and it was traffic with tractor trailers mixed in, so they throw off everything when they're trying to, oh, excuse me, like, shift through... Stoplights and that stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It just, it sucked. And then, like, trying to leave, like, if we wanted to go away on the weekend, on a Friday, we would try to drive, and you just sat in traffic. You sat in traffic everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really just the major downside that killed it for me was trying to go places. Um, Once you got out of Portland, it was great. You know, you're cruising along, and it was like any kind of normal highway or normal roads or anything.
0: But so it was yeah, kind of overpopulated in some areas.
1: I you know I don't even know if overpopulated is the right word. It's overpopulated yeah. based on the infrastructure, based on the roads, based on right. the bridges. Yeah. they yeah. built some yeah. more bridges or like added some roads or whatever. Um, yeah, is just cra- shit. Yeah, yeah, and the crazy thing was, dude, they were just building massive apartment complexes everywhere. We were kind of in the industrial end of town. And there were new apartment buildings everywhere. And it's like, where are these cars gonna go? Mm -hmm. You know, where are these people gonna do things? And it was just, I don't know. That was what killed it, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I mean, it it was an awesome place to visit. I'd be curious to see something like Seattle, you know, go up to the next similar city. Um, Because we kind of dabbled in Washington a little bit and we had a blast. We hiked a little bit. Uh, we went over the border, hit a brewery. The brewery was awesome, super dog-friendly, great food, good beer, all, all that good stuff. So we had a really positive image of Washington.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we go to now, – now you go to, you and your girlfriend, mm-hmm. go to Boise from there. Boy, so Boise
1: was awesome. Everything about regular day life – was on point you know there were you know places to go out to eat play, you know the grocery store was real except uh, accessible it was really easy to drive anywhere um i'm trying to think what you would compare it to at home it was basically a well-planned out city that wasn't even that big there was a little tiny downtown and i think it was boise state university was kind of mixed in with the downtown mm-hmm. and um outside of that was just burbs that weren't crowded um we had a blast there my parents came to visit uh tons of stuff to do outside the weather was borderline hilarious when we first got there it was like 101 degrees i think for the first couple days and then it it kind of calmed down and went into the 90s and then it was really consistently in like the 80s and 90s but there was no humidity so it was just it was the goofiest thing to be 90 degrees but like not that sweaty, you know, your your uh-huh. armpits that weren't that wet, your forehead wasn't that wet. Um so i just never experienced that level of dryness. Um like <laughs> even in even in Utah, you still sweated. Like Utah you sweated your ass off uh-huh. and it was hot. But um yeah Boise was cool. We had a really good time. We would highly recommend Boise to anybody. Um, boise was kind of remote like there was nothing really east west south of it but if you went i forget if we went two or three hours north we were basically in like something similar to yellowstone um like crazy woods um the temperature cooled or cooled way down crystal uh man i can't even talk crystal clear creeks and stuff um we, we had a good time, but I don't think we'd live there because we'd run out of stuff to do ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you wanted to go away every weekend and you wanted to go camp or you wanted to go fish or whatever, you'd probably have a good time. But I think we would really blow through everything and run out of stuff.
0: Now, have you guys been thinking about that more as you, you know, each month keeps you keep having to pick up and then settle back down? has it put into perspective what you really do want to do when you have downtime?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's been
0: immensely beneficial
1: in us talking about it, living it and realizing what we want to do and like what works best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, At the start of the trip, we were like, okay, we're going to go to these places. We're going to find where we want to move across the country and we're going to go live there. And like the more we lived it and the more we talked we kind of just realized okay where we're at in life you know early and almost middle 30s like what we want to do next the next stage we're gonna need help like Mm -hmm. if we were in our middle 20s or even early 20s like you can go live across the country for a few years have a blast do all this stuff and then you decide you want to have kids and like settle down if you want help you have to come back to where like family and friends are yeah um so that kind of dawned on us where it's like, well, you know, if we want to pop out some kids in X amount of time, we don't want to do it on our own. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that, out there that do, but um, I don't know. Another Another angle of that was kind of like, we don't want to move across the country, pop out some kids, and then like have our families have to come visit us. Like, that's like a little not fair to like right. have your grandchildren across the country. So we were just like, okay, for the sake of, having the infrastructure and the support network of being at home, like it might not be the most fun route. Like we might not have the best skiing or the best climbing or whatever, the best skate parks, but for where we're at in life, we think that's what we, you know, as of right now, this minute, we're like, okay, we're going to settle down at home in the middle of both of our sets of parents and just go from there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe other people know that like right off the bat, but like, I had to get stuff out of my system and know for myself, (laughs) you know, maybe that was an obvious, uh, realization, but now it makes sense. You know, I
0: had time to think about it. We all move at our own pace, you know,
1: you know, and I think I'm a late bloomer. I think (laughs) I'm just like, I feel like it takes me a while to figure things out or like, i haven't always listened to other people i'm like no i have to find out for myself like yeah. not been a dick but just been like no you don't know what you're talking about and then i go and do it myself and i'm like ah, oh, man they didn't know what they were talking about <laughs> like i should have listened then i would have saved myself some time but i guess like you gain the life experience of it even if you lose money or you lose time at least you know for yourself
0: yeah i feel like hard-headedness is it is is its own lesson to be learned eventually you know like like if being that way helped you lead to you know, learning from it, you know what I mean like, sorry if that doesn't make any sense, but...
1: No, no, I get it, because like, there, were, there were so many things my parents told me in my late teens or early 20s, and I was like, no, I'm gonna do this for myself, or you guys are old, you don't know what you're talking, you know, whatever and then I went and did it, and now looking back, it's like, ah, oh, why didn't I listen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be here if I would have listened, or I'd have this if I would have listened but, I don't know, you have to figure it out for yourself, and live and learn, see it for yourself. You know, that's the big thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, you're moving. Now next is Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah. We're psyched for that. Um, we've both been to Colorado a couple times. We went together, I guess, like not this past March, the March before that. Uh-huh. And we just, we've had a blast every time outdoor stuff. Um, just, we like the way people think. You know, I don't even want to say like-minded people, but we like the way people live their lives and just people's priorities there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the house we got, the skate park's literally four minutes away, the rock gym six minutes away. And then we have, you know, mountains like Pike's Peak, I think are within an hour and a half. Um, and then you have something like Denver, two hours away. So it's just really a hub of stuff that we're interested in. Um, so I think we really want to go out with a bang and really utilize the time that we have. Michigan was kind of like some downtime where we weren't super active. You know, we weren't doing, we use the word like epic stuff. Like we weren't doing anything too crazy over the weekend or like even during the week. Like the, the gym here
0: mm-hmm.
1: was, I, I sent you guys a picture. I don't know how closely you looked at it but uh germ knew what i meant like it's just real grassroots like didn't have a lot to offer like it's cool that it's here um it's cool that somebody's trying to make something happen but we really had no gym here um
0: like the like so we, the climbing gym
1: yeah yeah climbing gym um so we just kind of had some downtime like didn't spend as much money in the state like didn't put as many miles on the van um but colorado between like us already liking the state Having so many things we want to do, having Shiloh and Allie come visit, like we just really want to go out with a bang before we go home to <laughs> settle down.
0: Yeah, you said that they're coming out.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's gonna be awesome. I, I I forget if we said before we actually started recording, but um, yeah. Shiloh's, did we say that when we were when we were recording? I think, I think it bears repeating. Okay, cool. So, basically, Shiloh's girlfriend has family that lives it's called black forest colorado Mm -hmm. i think it's 20 or 25 minutes northeast of where we're going to be um so he was looking to take some time off work they wanted to go visit her family and then we were going to be like my girlfriend and i laura we're going to be in the state at the same time so it just worked out perfect so they're going to fly out for a week they're going to do like half the time with her family and then half the time with us um so i'm just so stoked to ride with you know get to ride with shiloh and have the skate park close by and then good
0: just hiking and yeah all that good stuff dude fuck yeah but uh shiloh just recently went down right that Kinda you know seeing
1: his face and hearing what happened and then seeing the seeing the clip like it's just surprisingly i thought it was gonna be worse like it sucks to get knocked out it yeah. sucks to tear your face off like i've been there it sucks you know every time you move your eye your brush burns like tearing um, oh yeah, yeah. But it it was one of those things where it looked like he thought he had it, and then his bike just kicked out, and he didn't have it. But
0: you had a cool had explanation trucks. for um for it because you were like when he, when he sent the clip, you were like that's kind of funny because or funny is not the right word for it, but you were like it's interesting because it looks like he didn't have much momentum throwing him into the ground. It just looked like yeah yeah like the initial yeah, impact was go ahead sorry
1: uh, yeah i didn't know i don't know if it was like a hard spot in the dirt you know maybe there wasn't as much grass there but yeah. i think he also had nothing to like brace his body like i think he kind of like limp fished it yeah and just hit the wrong way unfortunately
0: yeah and uh you you tell me if this is in, in poor taste but i uh when i saw the clip leanne wanted to see it right yeah yeah so I let her look at it, and then she started going through it frame by frame, right?
1: Oh, and, I did the same thing! I did the same thing!
0: But uh, when she was doing it, she was going back and forth where his face was sliding. And mm-hmm. for me, being like a little bit further away, watching her do it, mm-hmm. I was almost like thinking in like a meme mentality... And I was, like, sliding into Monday's, like, and I just, like... Oh, yeah, I, uh,
1: that would have been perfect. And yeah, I just yep. started
0: laughing my ass off, and she's, like, this uh, isn't funny. I was, like, I know it's not, but... It fits The it. idea yep, you're right. was funny in my brain. It's not, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, hitting your head is a serious thing.
1: Yeah. I, I've, you know, knock on wood, I've only gotten knocked out from riding one time, like, officially. Yeah. Um, But I landed on cement and I did the same thing. My eye was like torn up in the same spot, but my hands never even came off the bars. So all my knuckles were like ripped off. But um, yeah, it sucks. You know, it sucks. You're just, you wake up and you're like, what happened? Mm -hmm. And my buddy was like, you know, you got knocked out. I was like, well, what did you do? He was like, I just waited for you to get up. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's cool that Shiloh had Conway and Justin and those guys there. Um, You know, if things would have been worse, but I think he got... Out of it, pretty lucky. I, you know, I think it's it's a good thing he landed in grass and not cement or asphalt.
0: Yeah, he's, I'm. You know what? One thing. If we want to dissect it just for a second, the the mm-hmm. clip itself. I kind of thought maybe it was his steep. Remember, remember the frame, uh, the frame podcast. It, it's his steep, short setup might have gotten the best of him on that one.
1: I so I think. He, my, my professional analysis is he thought he 100% landed it, mm-hmm. and I think his arms may not have been locked in, and I think his arms kind of, like, wiggled out, and that was what made his bars turn and just made his face go right into the ground. But, I you know, I remember the last time we went and looked at that rail, we were, like, shallow over ice, you know, or over something, <laughs> and yeah. uh, he just didn't didn't do it at the time for whatever reason. So, like, I would have bet he had that all day long. That rail was an absolutely perfect, set up for that trick. He had grass on the side, you yeah, know, it's like, why true. not? And I know he's confident with that trick, but, uh, still sucks to see somebody get knocked out. Like, I know that's not fun. Like, that just sucks. Yeah. It sucks that, to be the day ender, you know, have to have your buddies drive you home. That, yeah. That's no fun.
0: To be that rough at, yeah. And like, I've, I've, I'm a fan of doing over ice picks myself on flat things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm accustomed to eating shit in a bunch of different ways, but I'm not shy of trying it on handrails at all. Yeah. But yeah. I've entertained the thought of doing them on a handrail. Like, man, what if I was Eli Platt? What would that be like? And that's that that kind of bail is like the last thing you're thinking of when you're trying over ice. It's like, what if I iced the whole way down and somehow my front tire touches the ground with my rail on the peg? If anything, you're, loop- you're worried about looping out more than anything. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to nut it. Y- yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You don't want to miss your backpack and then deal with whatever
0: happens. Yeah, so it's like third tier fear.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So you can't, you can't see that coming around the corner. But shout out to Shiloh. Seems like he's in good spirits and he's doing okay.
1: Yeah, I, I texted him right away. I was like, you got two and a half weeks. You better heal up. You better be fine when you come down to Colorado. Like, you better be ready to go.
0: <laughs> Allie's going to uh, have, like, times table flashcards.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got to recoup.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, like, in my whole life, I've only been knocked out four or five times. But most of those, like, they didn't have any procedure back then. You know, I think they did a yeah. CAT scanner or, or like an MRI and they made sure you weren't bleeding on the brain. But other than that, there was no concussion test like they have nowadays.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Do you know more about that?
1: I d I don't know what, I,
0: I don't know anything about it.
1: I I don't to tell you the truth, like I'd be speculating. It's something where the schools have you sit down at the computer and they do mm-hmm. something, and I think they might track your eye movement. I don't know. Uh, I thought they do everything about it, but uh. I don't really know anything. Thought, it's a big thing for
0: schools because of like school sports. I thought they like do a flashlight and check your pupils.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about the wrong thing or maybe I don't know. But I thought it was a test where you sat down on the computer and you like either watched a video or you like answered questions and there's a camera in the computer that followed your eyes and your oh, responsiveness. Wow. And I thought that was how they test. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Probably just making stuff up now. But I thought it was something through that process
0: that sounds crazy i mean it sounds like more high tech than what i'm saying so
1: (laughs) they used to just shine a flashlight in your eyes and see if you blinked
0: yeah pretty much (laughs) well shit and so colorado's the last one yeah
1: i mean every day like i go back and forth i'm like okay i'm ready to go home to do this but i'm not ready to go home because i don't want to do that like I don't know it, it's going to have pros and cons to it like the trip's finally over it was a good five months Is there's there... definitely stuff I want to move on and achieve at home
0: mm-hmm.
1: but things I don't want to go back to like I don't want to go back to having a commute every day but that's just part of life you know everybody has a commute
0: you're not going to be allowed to work remote again
1: you know the past five months other than like the warehouse getting kind of disorganized and there being some little hiccups with installers picking up stuff hmm the past five months did show that I don't have to be in the office. And I mean, even when I was in the office, I used to think like, Oh my God, I don't have to be here. And then I'd have to drive a half hour, 45 minutes each way. And it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather do a 10 hour day and not have to go into the office. than do an eight hour day at the office with 45 minutes to an hour of commuting. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll like try to pursue something like going into the office two to three days a week yeah. and just saying like, hey, I don't want <clears throat> to, not that I don't want to, like I want to work, I like working, but I just don't need to be there physically. Mm-hmm. Like my, my thing would be like, okay, I don't have to burn 40 miles in gas. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to save two gallons in gas. I'm going to save six bucks.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm going to save 12 bucks a week, 50 bucks a month by not going in every day. You know what I mean? That would be how I would word it or like justify it
0: yeah it's a way to go break it down yeah you're kind of thinking in perpetuity at that point
1: yeah yeah it's like if I could just save myself some money and still perform just the same I mean we've I just had my best not my best no, no I've had my best month that I've had since I've been at this new location mm. as far as like jobs that we've landed and like jobs that we've installed so my best month since I've been with the company. And that was when I was on the road. That's cool. Yeah.
0: That's an accomplishment for sure, man. Has it made you think different? Has this whole trip made you think differently about anything else?
1: Um, not, not super different. I still feel the way that like, I would recommend doing this to anybody else. Like Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about doing it, I would say, go do it. And then I would give you all of my insight about what i learned but i would say hey still gonna do it for yourself like this this was my experience like i wouldn't try to like tell somebody how to do it i would say this is how i did it this is what worked for me I'm just getting another beer right now that's why i'm walking around um mm-hmm. but i would say like this is what worked for me um and then anybody that like was just like tinkering with the idea like oh what if i could or what if i you know i may be interested in that i would totally help them out i'd say okay if you do these things if you set your life up like this like this is gonna allow you to do it um and then really i guess like anybody that's not into it they're not gonna quite want to hear what i have to say (laughs) like anybody that is completely set in their ways and wants to stay where they've been like they don't they might be a little interested in what i have to say or they might humor me a little bit but ultimately like it's not for them so i would try to aid anybody that i
0: could
1: yeah like like empower them to possibly go do it if they were that interested
0: now Um, uh what speaking of like like the more bleaker places that are not bleaker but like uh places you guys definitely didn't care for have Dude, I've said, seen
1: some bleak places. Let me tell you right off the bat, Billings, Montana sucked. Like, I'm sorry to anybody that's in Billings, Montana, if anybody's listening. I doubt it. If you're there, like, you don't even know what a podcast is. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we just we didn't like Billings for some reason. We slept there one night. Um, Billings, Montana actually had the first and possibly also the biggest KOA campground.
0: What's KOA? Um,
1: so that was kind of interesting. You know, we stayed at the first KOA ever, but... um. I mean, we've driven across Nebraska, remote Wyoming, like just places that don't even have a rest stop for like 100 miles, let alone a gas station. And by rest stop, I mean basically a porta potty on the side of the road. So it's
0: for bleak like, for as like shit a out there. For like a couple
1: hundred miles. Wow.
0: So there's plenty of space.
1: <laughs> oh dude, there that's what my girlfriend and I say. We say there is no overcrowding and no overpopulation issue in the US what Whatsoever, because we've been through so many massively open spaces where, like, yeah, nobody's there because there's nothing there, but now we don't have a space issue whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it, to see that?
1: Well, yeah, and I, you know, I, I would even really say, like, is there any, any state that doesn't have a backwoods or remote area? maybe maybe rhode island because it's so tiny but really like there's backwoods maryland you know there's middle of nowhere delaware like every state has plenty of dead space
0: where there's nobody yeah totally right damn that's cool man to like think about humanity and shit like that yeah yeah what what I, what i what i brought up why i brought it up was like when you were at these bleaker spots, have you ever, did you think about the people that just stay there? Those people that stay there and you're like, fuck, they don't even know any better. Did you ever think that?
1: 100%. Cause you have to think about like, okay, how did this town come to be? Yeah. You know, did they build, did they build a factory here? Was it on a river? Did it have a port? Um, like Marquette, as an example, Marquette started out, um, there was the timber industry there was like ore mining, like I think they're known for copper and people would ship stuff across Lake Superior from Canada. So Marquette was like a good safe harbor to receive these materials. And I think it's propelled into the, whatever you call it, the 21st century. You have Northern Michigan University here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's brought in the youth, You know, it's created the breweries, it's created like modern progressive stuff downtown. And then you have the old people that have formed, like, the foundation of what's there because the old timers were here for mining or lumber or whatever. Like, there's still a mining industry. Um, And the contrast would be, like, we go to Munising, and Munising is, like, a backwoods, not really progressive, like, not being critical, but, like, you could look at their brewery. Like, their brewery was, like, not impressive. Like, I wouldn't go back. You know, whatever. Mm. But um, there was no school there. So really, like, nobody is going to Munising in modern times for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's something that Laura and I talk about at home. Like, we want to possibly live around a college, like, live around a school, because that's what's going to have the up-and-coming stuff. That's what's going to have, like, the nightlife or the things to do. um, Because you have young people going there and pumping money into it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen these places that just, like, the only youthful population are the ones that don't leave, but every year you're losing more people because you have people that want to go out, that want to get out of where they're from. You know, they want to go away to go to school. Um, so it is just really interesting to look at at so many places like, anthropologically yeah. <laughs> across the country and yeah. what helps the town grow and what holds the town back and what keeps the town
0: stagnant. Yeah, that's badass
1: it's, it's interesting. And like I said, when you're in the car for nine hours, you talk about these things. Like, you're like, okay, why, why is this town like that? (laughs) Why is there nobody here? Um, like the last podcast, you and I covered Ogden. And before we left for this trip, we heard people saying like, Oh, Utah's the next Colorado and Ogden's the next Boulder practically. But really, as long as you have the, religious people in the government positions and like with their um what's the word like their influence like Utah's not gonna be the next Colorado like it's mm-hmm. it's not it just it can't be because it doesn't have like I don't ever see there being marijuana in Utah because how conservative it is and the religious influence on politics
0: yeah, it'll just stay
1: the way it already is it, yeah exactly like it, it it'll grow it'll expand but I don't think it's ever gonna it's going to expand based on population, but not based on forward thinking and new concepts. Yeah. Like I, I kind of, I joked with you guys in the group chat and I said, okay, I've been to like 45 States right now. And unless Mississippi or Hawaii or South Dakota is the best state ever, like I can comfortably say Colorado is the best state I've been to hands down, you know, across the board. I'd be super curious to hear somebody else that like might have insight on why a different state would be better, but now Colorado just nails it.
0: So is there a chance that you guys have such a good time in Colorado Springs that you don't settle
1: uh, dude, dude, that's funny because like, so in Boise and Michigan, we've had this mindset where, okay, we're going to move home. We're going to live in Pottstown. We're going to settle down. We're going to be in between my girlfriend's parents and my parents and we're going to pop out some kids. We're going to like buy a fixer upper house. You know, we're going to build some equity, all that stuff. Um, yeah. What if we go to Colorado Springs and we're like, fuck, moving home. Like, we're living here. Like, good yeah. luck coming to visit us. <laughs> like,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. We, we, we talk about like, um, we've been watching like HGTV and the show's called, uh, my first home. We've been watching that just oh, to, like trying to like learn some stuff, you know, like what cool. are people going through? Like, how does the process work? Like, I don't know how this works. You know, I'm 30 years old. I've honestly only ever lived with my parents. So it's like, how do you buy a house? I went yeah. to public school. They don't teach you anything there. They didn't teach me in college. So it's like, we're trying to learn how to buy a house and what you go through. And like, I don't want to get super rambly, but it's like, we're trying to watch this TV show to see what people go through and we're like, okay, this is what you look for. This is what you do with the bank. This is how your realtor acts. And like we're trying to learn all that stuff because neither one of us knows. And like, like our, we talk to our parents and our parents like, Oh yeah. Like her parents and my parents, yeah, we both bought our houses 35 years ago and this is what we did. And it's like, that's not really applicable in this day and age. Um, and, like, we, we talked to some of her friends, some of my friends, and there's really nobody that's, like, similar to us in what we want to achieve. Yeah. So we're just trying to figure it out on our own. You know, we're just trying to figure out how to move forward and the best thing to do. And I'm always open to other people's insight because I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, I yeah.
0: don't know. So uh, what, do you, uh, what are you looking forward to when you get home?
1: Uh, not riding by myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like, like I miss you guys. Like I miss like riding with other people because when you're only somewhere for a month and you're riding before work, like you don't meet other people. Um, every single time I've gone to the skate park in Marquette, I've been the only one there. Um, when I was in Boise, I didn't see a single other person on a BMX bike. Um, when I was in Ogden, I didn't see anybody, on a bmx bike or skateboard i only saw little kids on scooters um portland i saw one other bmxer he had no pegs and was like there with his girlfriend and he had a kayak helmet on so it was like he's probably a cool guy but not relatable on my end you know it's not like we were both sessioning the down ledge or anything you know (laughs) he was kind of over in the bowl doing his own thing so really i haven't ridden with anybody else at all the whole time i've been gone
0: that's so crazy Do you feel like you've progressed at all?
1: Um, no, not at all. (laughs) Um, I've just tried to keep the cobwebs off Mm -hmm. and I feel really good on my bike. Um, but I certainly haven't pushed myself or really done anything outside of my comfort zone, but at home, I think I always did that stuff because I found the motivation of riding with my friends and riding with other people really only my friends um but it was like you have your friends that push you and to get better you step out of your comfort zone you do something you might not totally think you have or like you're in the car with your boys and you're motivated to lfs that much longer like now it's me listening to a podcast you know it's like i don't know i'll go lfs for a while but ultimately i'm gonna get bored or i don't know i might find something at a school on a wednesday morning and you can't go ride that yeah um
0: one of the issues I did
1: have is I would find spots that were definitely no-goes on a weekday. But then on the weekend, we'd go camping all weekend. So I never even really got it. You know what I mean? So that was part of why I kind of fell off the train of LFSing and looking around for street stuff. Because even if I found street stuff, there was a good chance that it was a weekend-only spot or even a Sunday-only spot.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Laura and I are always doing stuff on the weekends.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing uh, in the future, coming soon, um, is some new yeah goods. Uh,
1: people people aren't even ready. They're not even ready. Just wait till it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, I'm antsy for it. We've been talking about it for like a month now. I guess you know how long has it been since we first started talking about like picking out the samples.
0: Uh, probably so. Yeah, and uh, probably about a month. Yeah, even longer maybe. But um, yeah, it's really cool to collaborate on this. I'm I'm really excited.
1: Um, we're, we're not gonna officially call it the angus signature shirt but i mean like we got big plans for it
0: <laughs> i think this is pretty cool because it's i'm learning a lot vicariously through you because i mean there's a there's a, a a a common saying i forget who said it but it was like the more you travel the more you learn everything is kind of the same
1: dude there's some expression where it's like the more you learn, the less you know, or something like that. It's yeah. like the more I'm out here doing it, the more I realize I don't know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I, I think when I was like late teens, early 20s, I was kind of like an asshole, like thought I knew everything. And it's like the older I get, the more I'm willing to admit, like I don't know how to do this. Or like the more I'm willing to say like, hey, how'd you do this? Or like, can you help me? Like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And I'm more open to those things. So uh, something that I kind of keep in the back of my head is like, I want to convey things that'll possibly help somebody else out because I didn't know, you know, or like the insight or the direction that I received wasn't the most applicable for whatever reason. Like I said, you get advice from your parents who did something 30 years ago. It's completely different now, you know, it's completely different. So yeah, the, the movements are similar, you know, like buying a house, you know, taking out a loan, whatever, but there's so many other factors to take into consideration or like, I don't know. So If anybody's interested or this benefits anybody or anybody wants to, like, hit me up, like, I'll gladly talk about it, expand on details, and just try to help somebody out.
0: Cool, man. I appreciate you uh, opening up about it and sharing with everybody.
1: Yeah, like I said, maybe, like, everybody else knew these things or maybe it was, like, common knowledge that I just never got. But, like, I don't know. I had to find out for myself and had to see it firsthand before i believed it yeah
0: and not Um, everybody can even do what you did you know not everybody's even even that fortunate so it's like
1: yeah yeah like it's it's cliche or you know whatever but i didn't want to i didn't want to wake up and be 40 and be like well what if i would have done this or what if i would have gone here or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i I didn't exactly travel the world but i got out a little bit and i Mm -hmm. think it was helpful and it definitely it makes you appreciate stuff at home um, like it, it makes you appreciate little things or like realize the benefit of stuff, stuff that you always had that you didn't realize when you always had it until it was gone
0: mm-hmm. did you uh did you feel homesick at all
1: um you know with with technology being so good I really didn't Mm-hmm. I, you know, I might have had some times where it was like, oh, this is frustrating, or, like, I wish it was easier doing that, but with, like, you guys in the group chat, sending videos, like, sending pictures, like, knowing what everybody's doing, and then, like, so easily talking to my parents, like, my parents came to visit. Like, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, I might have had times, but, like, I didn't have anything more than, like, five minutes where I felt homesick. Um hmm well, but good. I think that's because of technology. You know, yeah. you keep up with everybody. You know, you know what everybody's doing at all times.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn. That's what's up, man. I'm glad that you're doing all right. And, and uh, we're going to be able to get together soon.
1: It's it's crazy how fast it's gone. Like, it's really crazy to think almost, a,
0: you know, barely more than a month from now,
1: I'll be driving home and I'll be back in Pennsylvania
0: mm-hmm.
1: the end of October. So it flew by you know five months went really fast it seemed like like you hear people say this but like the older you get the faster time goes and that, that's some real shit like it definitely <laughs> just it speeds oh. up things go by so fast
0: facts <laughs> yo for real it's, it's, it's almost like time just keeps going faster and faster and faster you start to time travel as you get older <laughs> yeah yeah
1: you're like where did summer go
0: yeah um but what I'm what I'm learning from from all my experience as of recently is is uh the more I can brace for it the better you know
1: oh yeah trying to be prepared trying to like think ahead and like yeah navigate things when you can
0: yeah and, it, and it's so hard but uh the more you do it the better it seems yeah well, shit man I think uh I think we covered everything is there a is there anything else you wanted to cover?
1: Man, I think that was a pretty easy one. That one was uh, felt pretty organic. I think that was our shortest one by like half of the you know next shortest one. Yeah. I actually have a notebook of I wrote down every state and stuff I want to do in those states. I've been like checking it off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so on this trip especially, like Laura and I will we'll look at like okay, Colorado Springs, that's where we're going to be in Colorado we'll write down all the stuff we want to do and we'll figure out where it is from our home base so if we're in colorado springs if we want to do rocky mountain national park we know that's two and a half hours away so we're like okay we could drive there on a friday after work we could be there all day saturday and then drive back whenever we went on sunday mm-hmm. so we're like okay that's rocky Nat- uh, rocky mountain national park one weekend we look at like great sand dunes national park. That's another one. I think that's like two, two and a half hours away. And that's essentially like another weekend, the same kind of thing. Like, okay, we get done with the two hour time difference. That's real nice. So we get done work at three Mm -hmm. o'clock because it's five o'clock East coast time. So we know if we're done work at three o'clock, we have to drive three hours to get somewhere. It's like, okay, we're going to be there between six and seven. We get the campsite ready you know we get the fire going we have a beer you know we relax a little bit whatever but it's still writing everything down and knowing what you want to do so like without rambling too much we kind of break it down by like weekend trip day trip and after work activity
0: so just based
1: on the distance and the amount of time that thing is going to encompass like it is beneficial to write everything down because you know something like being in a town for only one month you really need to utilize your time so we look at things we can do after work you know we can do the rock gym the skate park hikes with it you know little like hour two hour hikes we can do after work and then stuff that's an hour two hours away is that a day trip or is that a weekend camping trip and it just it helps you be that much more efficient when you're actually doing it so like yeah anybody like I don't know, it sounds a little nerdy or like maybe it's overkill, but it works for me, so it probably works for other people. Mm-hmm. It, it would almost be interesting, like, I don't know if anybody would care to listen to this, but like, you mediate while well, somebody else asked me about like how things work. Like that might be kind of cool. Like, if had like Angus, he's yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive out to California, Matt. What do I do?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then
1: it's like Angus and I go back and forth, and it's like this is how you do that. That would be kind of cool to have something that's more yeah on the spot and a little less planned out.
0: I think that would be um, so sick. Um, yeah, just to go
1: along with it.
0: That stuff, dude. I'm so excited because I feel like that's stuff we can do when you come back. Like yeah, shit, we can. Oh, it's cool
1: you know angus is like the only
0: young blood
1: that came in like my specific crew nobody really filled in after cam and ishan
0: yeah angus is in this um, wave yeah <laughs>
1: angus is such high quality and in such high demand there could only be one of him like no new blood had come in for so many years because angus was gonna fill it all up
0: yeah he's so beefy <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: so good <laughs>
0: He's fucked up, man. He's my hero.
1: If we, You know, him jumping his car, I was like, okay, dude, we got to do the exact same thing with my van because my van's higher. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just stuff like that where it's like, Angus, what are you doing? Or like uh, him with a
0: teeter-totter clip. <laughs> like just. Yeah. He's got that husk. <laughs>
1: He he's got enough as a single person that he's as entertaining as an entire crew. Like he didn't have to he didn't have to come with anybody else. Like it could just be Angus coming in with us and it's like, okay, you got this. Yeah. Like best. like I hope I hope he comes to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, that would be wild to show him around and like have him live Van Hotel life and like just yeah. see him do it. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy that was like my update on where I'm at, kinda like some corny cliche life stuff matt's uh revelations on life not totally bmx related but maybe it'll benefit somebody somewhere
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure all right man uh i'll shoot you a text and let you know any more updates that i got keep you posted on that uh, on the new year goods cool what we'll do is we'll we'll finish out the trilogy
1: when i'm at home
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like me and Shiloh can talk about Colorado. We'll come out to your house. We'll finish it out. Do the trilo- the Travel Cast V3 Trilogy, and then we'll just end it out with
0: what everybody learned. Nice. I like that. <laughs> that sounds fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. Peace.